Welcome to today's Not My Rabbit Hole, the podcast. Uh, I'm Terry Joyce, your host, and happy 420! Happy 420! Uh, This is definitely a different 420 celebration uh, for the world. Uh, I I would say that uh, 420 is a world celebration because... Uh, as they say, it's some somewhere in the world, it's 420. So puff puffs pass to yourself if you have one. Uh, and that, that would be pass pass to yourself uh, because we are in quarantine. Uh, the days of actually uh, sharing a joint uh, are pretty much over uh, for the time being. Unless you want to go out and protest in Miss Michigan. <laughs> If you want to go and protest in Michigan or Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and hey, since you're not wearing masks and you're not practicing social distancing, you might as well really practice civil disobedience and light up a dupe. All right. So uh, again, happy uh, 420. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this. Well, actually, maybe you don't know this uh, because I've, this is only my third podcast on Anchor and Google Play and Spotify and Apple. So it's my first, my third podcast for all of these different forums that uh, this podcast is being uploaded to. Who knows? I might even put this on my own channel on YouTube since it is 420. Um, since this last, since, since this last, you know, these last podcasts, uh, you may not have known that I actually, uh, my first online show was Hollywood Hemptress Hour. So, uh, I've been a, a big time cannabis advocate, uh, for a long time. Uh, this started in 2007 when I first started doing a show called The Dope Show, which was, uh, out of, uh, the Ice House in Pasadena, California. Yes! One time, a long time ago, people actually gathered at a comedy club and they would have a two drink minimum and eat fried foods that were really bad for them and they sat back and they laughed at things those were the days hopefully we'll see those days again soon uh you know well i don't know i mean are we going to see those days again soon i don't think we're going to be seeing those days in a long time oh well in a long time from now i mean maybe we'll have people sitting six feet away from each other (laughs) in clubs in comedy clubs, social distancing each other while they laugh and applaud their favorite comedians and get their two-drink minimum. Uh, Again, everything is going to be a little bit different for a while. Whether you want to believe that this virus is a hoax, uh, whether you believe it's real, uh, whether you believe it's a bioweapon, frankly, let's just call it a bioweapon right now. Let's just call it a bioweapon right now. Because I would say we're pretty much uh, 100% sure that that's the truth. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, 
mainstream people, mainstream publications are beginning, are calling it a bioweapon, especially when we find out that it came from a lab that may have leaked it in off onto a bat that got infected, that then affected human beings. I mean, that, that's the theory that we have now. I think, I think that's the official theory that it, it was passed from bats, uh, from a, from a lab in Wuhan, China. <laughs> a friend of mine had a joke that he uh, uh, made, and it, and it says, uh, "How do you make Wuhan chicken? Uh, you tell them that the an American is coming." <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I, I, it, it it is what it is, right? I mean, are, are are Americans really all that badass right now? I'm I, well, perhaps so. Perhaps those people out there that are protesting in all the different states saying, hey, we want to we want to go back to 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 work. You know, quit, quit crying wolf. Uh, the the numbers are inflated. This is not happening at the rate that we think it is. Blah, 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 blah. And I know I'm going off on the coronavirus when, you know, we're supposed to be sitting back and you know, puff and puff, puff, passing to ourselves and, 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 and not worry about what's going on in the world. Maybe, maybe we think marijuana is going to make us escape from the reality that we're in. Or maybe, 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 well, for example, Michigan is giving away free marijuana to veterans and uh, people that are on uh, disability, uh, social security disability, free, free medicine because it's healing and it, and, and it helps with depression and anxiety. Yes, it does happen, help with uh, depression and anxiety. It's just so weird though that a government would want to give their, uh, their cannabis uh, to, to veterans. You know, I mean, is it, is it, is it Michigan's way of, of, of trying to sedate Michigan or do they think that marijuana makes people sedate or they, do they, are they stupid enough for them to think that cannabis actually makes you obedient? Because Really, uh, the smoking of cannabis uh, makes us not obedient. It, matter of fact, it, at, at one time when people really started to smoke it, uh, doing just the fact that you were smoking marijuana was, was an act of civil disobedience. There was a rebellion aspect uh, to marijuana just by using it. Uh, now, let's just talk about propaganda for a moment because I think we're all very much victims to to propaganda which is psychological warfare uh which is uh you know has been created by our own military and our, and our own CIA and is actually connected with every aspect of media that you can think of except for maybe you know someone like me who is you know doing just their own podcast giving their random thoughts uh to anyone who may want to tune in and listen uh, to it. All right. So let's continue. Oh, excuse me. I didn't mean to burp right there. And you know what? I'm not going to edit any of this. You know, this is just a, a raw rant, uh, that I'm allowing myself to do on, at, at, for my podcast. Uh, I, I, this is what I say. I needed to create this particular podcast, not my rabbit hole. <laughs> the podcast, because I have to have somewhere to say my thoughts 
somewhere in the ethos that I can just let it all out so I don't drive the people around me that I know personally now. I know we're quarantined, so there's less people to be victims of, of, of my of, of my conversation. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I, I felt the need to, to, to create a podcast to even protect those people. But you know what? I mean, I talk to my mom and I talk to other people and we're, we're here in social media. Uh, I am very vocal on social media. If you want to join me there, uh, you can join me on my uh, Facebook page. Uh, I'm at, at Terry Joyce and that's Terry Joyce, T-E-R-E Joyce, uh, as well as uh, I'm on Twitter at Terry Joyce and I'm also on Instagram at Terry Joyce. Oh, finally, my Zoom, uh, my, I just got a notification. I, I, I was recording on Zoom earlier today. I'm doing a lot of recordings, actually. I'm, I'm uploading a 420 show to my YouTube and I'm uploading uh, another show about this topic, which I want to uh, go back to again, the coronavirus. Uh, there was a article a couple of days ago in the Washington Post uh, that talked about how in Virginia, one of the labs that make the testing kits uh, has uh, tested positive itself for the coronavirus. Uh, the kits are contaminated with coronavirus. But now it's 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 not the what's interesting about it is that it is the uh, synthetic form of the coronavirus there's a synthetic form of the coronavirus that has actually infected test kits uh in in uh in virginia and so uh you know i saw a blurb on the television today just really quick uh and i went wait a second and it said the C cdc is uh is to assume responsibility and so apparently they have assumed responsibility and their excuse was was that they were using other chemicals somehow those chemicals got mixed with another thing that they were doing in their laboratory which was dealing with the corona a synthetic form of the coronavirus now again this brings up so many different questions i mean me, me see here's the deal if you smoke a hybrid cannabis, like let's say Blue Dream, the thinking weed, uh, the, those of us that like to smoke hybrids or sativas are going to sit back and go, hmm, well, wait a second, let's think about this synthetic Let's think about this synthetic form of the coronavirus. Was it always synthetic? If it's created in the lab, how do we know that it actually is an organic coronavirus? If we're thinking about bioweapons, wouldn't the bioweapon actually be synthetic? And by the way, the vaccination that Bill Gates has been working on and wants to offer to our society is actually not from the, the virus itself. It's from the it's a synthetic. <coughs> it's a it's a cre it's a synthetic form of the virus, and that is going to attack the RNA in the virus itself. How do we know this? How do we know what's really going on? How do we know that if we're not just being infected on purpose, that actually because of the fact that the virus isn't catching, isn't killing enough people, that we're not just being swabbed on purpose? I know that sounds paranoid. Maybe that's the paranoid aspect of the cannabis. And let me remind you guys, this show is here only for entertainment purposes. But since I am a free thinking person and I'm just giving you my random thoughts, I'm just questioning 
how do we know that this is not being done on purpose? Because you know what? There was another contaminated kits. There were other contaminated kits that were in the UK. So it's happened in the UK. It's happened in the United States. How much is it happening? So there's a big deal going on about the kits, not having enough kits, the kits being contaminated, what happened to the kits, uh, you know, there's a lot of questions about that. All right. I wanted to bring up my friend, Chessie May again. Uh, I've been talking about her. She is the woman that was not tested in the hospital after the doctor found out that she was homeless. She uh, was, uh, she had one physician say that she may have symptoms of coronavirus. She needed to go to the hospital and get uh, a test and a, t- a, t- a chest x-ray. And when she told her doctor that she did not have a home, well, she does have a home because she's an RV, but she didn't have a permanent residence. Uh, he wouldn't give her the chest. She was asked to leave. Well, she finally did get the test and she did, uh, did she, her test came up negative. So it's really good news for her that, uh, she did not, um, she does not have coronavirus. One thing that she did share with me, she showed me a screenshot, uh, where she went to go get her testing at, uh, and they were asking people that they were saying, would you be, if you've tested positive for COVID-19 and have recovered, would you be willing to give your blood for testing? Uh, there is another way that people might become treated or become immune to, uh, to the coronavirus is to have the, um, through possibly blood, blood platelets, uh, given to the sick person or helping, trying to help somebody to build their immunities. I believe that's, that's the testing that they're doing, but let's think about this is what is really going on here? Are we lab rats in the United States? Is, is that really to help people or is it like, we want to see how this, uh, synthetic bioweapon is, is affecting people. And uh, to think about that you have a synthetic created uh, virus possibly in your body because, you know, the CDC says, oh, yeah, we found the virus in these kits. We found the, the virus in, in, in our testing kits. Well, did people get tested? Did they, how did they find out that they were contaminated? How did they know that the kits were condam- contaminated? And has any portion of the population uh, been tested and then infected with this synthetic form of the coronavirus? All right. Maybe I just sound like I'm asking too many questions, but I think that at this point, uh, we need to maybe ask those uncomfortable paranoid paranoid hard questions uh, that uh, mainly when, when, when they do ask questions on television uh, to their experts, they give a vague answer that when you're finished, you say, what, what did they just say? I don't know. I think there's just something fishy going on. All right. We're going to take a really quick break here and we'll be back for the second half of happy 420, not my rabbit hole.
right, welcome back to Not My Rabbit Hole, the podcast. I'm Terry Joyce, your host, and happy 420. This is 420-2020. Wow, we're never going to see this again. What a year uh, it's been. And uh, if you are out there uh, token, uh, taking a bong hit, uh, taking a dab, uh, rolling a joint, uh, eating some eggs cooked in ganja butter, because that's what I'm going to do here in a bit. I actually uh, followed a recipe from a book called Gondelicious with uh, Shiloh Jinglefoot. Shiloh Jinglefoot uh, used to do uh, my Hollywood Hemp for Sour shows with me. She would be on a guest and she would give out these amazing recipes and uh, one of the ingre- cooking ingredients is making midnight oil, which is uh, infused cannabis. You, it's really easy to make. I, this is what I did. I took 3.5 grams of uh, the Blue Dream, uh, which I had delivered to me while I'm quarantined uh, from uh, the service that I get. And uh, I took uh, that and I crumbled it up in a crock pot and I put in uh, two cups of midnight oil and you can let it, uh, you let it cook uh, on low uh, for 12 to 22 hours. Now, next time I did 22 hours this time. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking I might have overcooked the oil a little bit. I'm not really sure, Uh, but I think next time I'm going to try 12 hours and, and see how that goes. Also, uh, there's another recipe that's uh, really great. If you want to make ganja butter, you take four cups of butter and uh, 3.5 grams of good wheat. I'm talking about like, I used Blue Dream. Uh, This is like, I mean, your more premium weeds, 3.5 grams. If you want to use a weaker strain, like for example, if you use, you have a lower grade uh, weed with, uh, with less THC. There are different adjustments to that. I can't recall them right now. I think maybe if you have lower grain, uh, weed at seven grams. And then, uh, if you do shake, you do a quarter of an ounce, uh, or shakes and leaves is quarter of an ounce. So the, the, the worse that the, uh, that the cannabis is <laughs> the worse, <laughs> the lower grade, the more you have to use when you're cooking in the crock pot. But with this uh, recipe, I just, you know, hey, 3.5 grams, you know, get get some of the good stuff. Uh, I paid $45 uh, for um, 3.5 grams of Blue Dream. Uh, and then there was, of course, there's an, a tax to that. So it can get pricey if you're not, if you're not buying it through having a medical marijuana card. I've been a medical marijuana patient and I, I sure do qualify for being a medical marijuana patient uh, mainly because I have 12 vertebrae fused in my back. I have scoliosis and I had a uh, metal rod uh, put in my back uh, when I was 15 years old. So uh, just because of that, I qualify for getting medical marijuana. Uh, my main use uh, for cannabis is stress and anxiety. Uh, as um, I, I am a targeted individual, which has even made it worse. And I do really suffer from anxiety. I've uh, been in therapy for agoraphobia uh, starting when I was 16 years old and uh, I'm not suffering from that right now. I was able to uh, heal myself through behavioral 
cognitive therapy. Uh, when I uh, got uh, agoraphobia, uh, there weren't that it wasn't so you know oh well let's just give you a drug to take care of something. Uh, it, you, I also worked with a psychologist and not a psychiatrist. A psychologist uh, do not have the education and the doctorate to prescribe uh, medication. That's the difference. So, uh, so that's how I worked on dealing with my uh, anxiety. If you were a person who doesn't want to be on pharmaceuticals, like for example, uh, addictive uh, uh, pharmaceuticals like Xanax, and Valium. And also those drugs are much more dangerous than smoking cannabis. Uh, there have never, they're still to date, to this day, 420, 2020, uh, there are still no reported deaths of OD from the cannabis plant. And that's pretty remarkable. I mean, really, if you look at the cannabis plant, the cannabis plant is a wonder plant. It's a remarkable plant. And uh, and, and today, even though we're quarantined, uh, even though uh, we're getting our rights to have seeds, to grow our own food in some states in the United States, which is a crime. I mean, really, not allowing people to have a seed is 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 this it's a violation to the uh, declaration of independence the right for life pers- uh, life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and happiness means property and property would mean seeds seeds belong in the hands of men not in the hands of corporations so, you know, you can't find a, 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 used to be, used to be when you went into dispensaries, they would also have cuttings there for you to pick. You can buy a cutting, you can go plant it. You don't have to go from seed to plant. Uh, used to be, it was easier to get seeds in general, even the cannabis plant. And let's talk about the healing properties of the cannabis plant. We all know the decarboxylated uh, form of it cures, I'm not cures, but I mean, I can't say the word cure. Nobody can say cure anymore because it's got to be approved by the FDA. Can't do anything without, you know, the FBA looking up your butt first. But we know that there have been people who have gone into remission for cancer for the cannabis plant. Now let's get back to that propaganda I mentioned earlier. If you want to see how propaganda controls our minds and what we do and what we believe in and what we're allowed to have or put into our body. Look no further than what they did to the cannabis plant, starting with starting with William Randolph Hearst and his papers, calling it the demon weed, saying that people will go insane if they smoked it. Why? Why did they do this? Because it's it was ruthless. These men, J.P. Morgan, the Rockefellers, the DuPonts, they all wanted to control the market. And one way to control the market is to do propaganda through film and television. And look where we are today. Today, we can have marijuana delivered to us because it is an essential item. Thank God to us because we made it, because we 
put it on the books to make it al- to allow us to choose to use it for medicinal medicinal purposes first then we got educated about what it really is and we said yes we want it to be legal we want to smoke it recreationally if we want to and if we want to use it recreationally and also use that same plant medicinally we can we can make our own oils and our own tinctures as long as we keep educating ourselves to do so. One of the things that I'm interested in getting is one of those magical butter machines. Uh, I believe you can check them out at magicalbutter.com, but I, you can make gummies, you can make RSO oil. Uh, I'm, ca- I'm, I'm calling, well, I called it RSO, but some people don't like it to be called RSO because it's, it, they don't, they say it's not Rick Simpson. Rick Simpson didn't create it. Okay, fine. He didn't patent it. All right, but people have called it RSO oil. It's like almost like, I guess maybe you can say it's the same as saying that Jack Hare has his own strain of weed. You know, things get named something. But that's the decarboxylated oil that you can make easily. There's an easy way of doing it in the magical butter machine. Uh, A lot of people, you know, talk about these two different methods and one's more dangerous than the other. And there's a big argument about how to do it. But... But you can do it right from your magical butter machine uh, and make and make the oil as well. I've never made the oil before. As a matter of fact, my first few, uh, th- really, I, I made oil once before, the midnight oil, and uh, I'm, this is my second time in a smaller crock pot. And then I also uh, made uh, the ganja butter. I, this, this is the first time I made ganja butter. And I got to say, I like cooking eggs with the ganja butter. Uh, also, ganja butter tastes real good in refried beans. It makes it more creamy. And you really can't, you don't get the ganji taste to it. Because there is a little bit of a change to the taste with certain things. So I am going to do a Hollywood Hemptress Hour coming up real soon. Oh my God, 420 just happened. I was doing this podcast while 420 was happening and I didn't smoke. <laughs> I miss I missed the smoking mark. But uh but isn't that exciting? This in, in real time on 420, California time, 420, where we first legalized it anywhere in the world for medicinal purposes, uh I was actually uh doing this podcast on on not my rabbit hole. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to have to wrap it up here in a few minutes and I, I want to make sure that I get this one point out to you. Uh, the cannabis plant is connected to everything else that we feel that we are, uh, uh, that we've been, we've been a prison to the propaganda, the denial, uh, you know, it, it's just the same as Michigan not being able, their governor saying you can't plant your plant these seeds. Now we know how it feels across the board. And I, and, and if you don't haven't recognized this about the cannabis plant and you think that, you know, people who smoke it are just a bunch of degenerate hippies that are sitting around on their couch and begging for munchies and, you know, being, uh, living off of the government dime, uh, take another look at this plant. Uh, this plant is our future if we make it our future. And I'm not talking about making it and treating it like alcohol. Uh, you know, you know, it's, it's not that kind of prohibition. I'm talking about using this plant for paper, for fiber, for fuel. You say that we're, we have a starvation problem. We can eat 
hemp. We can have hemp cereal. We can have, we can make hemp oil. Uh, you know, hemp has all of your, uh, omega six, uh, uh, amino acids. It has everything, uh, almost everything your body needs. Matter of fact, I got, uh, organic hemp milk at the 99 cent store. It is a food source. We don't have to go hungry. We can grow hemp. We can build our homes from hemp. We can make a car out of hemp. Ford had a hemp car and it ran on hemp oil. What, what, what more do we need? Do you need to look at, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but Greta's sitting here crying and people like, oh, we got to go ahead and eat babies, uh, you know, to, to keep our, uh, down our car, our carbon footprint or, oh, you've got to go ahead and, and, and be injected by a synthetic that, that Bill Gates, uh, created, uh, a synthetic form of the coronavirus or, or have a barcode on the back of your neck and take the mark of the beast. No, you don't. You can grow hemp. We can grow hemp. There's another alternative. And all these people saying all these dire things. And why don't you just be ashamed that you even exist here and breathe there? They are the naysayers. They are the ones who are ignoring what the truth is about the hemp planet. About the hemp plant. The hemp planet. Maybe that's a Freudian slip. We need to become a hemp planet. Because if anything can save the planet, if anything can save the world, if anything can save people, it will, it is the hemp plant. All right. I want to thank you guys for uh, listening to my broadcast here on Anchor. This is not my rabbit hole, the podcast. I am Terry Joyce, your host and happy 420. God bless. And I'll talk to you next time.